I wonder if that uh, Led Zeppelin song. Uh, Yellow Dog? Black Dog? Black Dog. <laughs> I wonder if that has to do with whiskey. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Uh, it's probably like. Hey, hey, mama, say the way you move. Yeah. So. That was good. Nice. That's all I got. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. And you probably are, and that's why we like you. This is the first episode of 2021. Feels weird to say that. Mm -hmm. Whenever I make a new year, it it takes so long to get used to writing the date. Uh, And so I think it'll be a little weird saying 2021, but I'm not against it. (laughs) <laughs> I am excited for a new year, a new year with Chill Filtered especially. So uh, before I get to anything of what we're drinking today, uh, let's talk about a little bit of business. Uh, it's been a really good week and I'll get to it later, but we've had a lot of people hit us up on Instagram. We're really grateful for that. Mm-hmm. If you're a listener, whether new or old listener in terms of how long you've been listening to us, feel free to hit us up on Instagram. We love talking to our listeners and um, we're not too big yet to not get to everyone who hits us up we'll so, never be uh, too big cool. to just, uh, never too big yeah yeah totally we'll have to like my, my thought is one day we'll get like a secretary who sends us the good stuff no i'm kidding <laughs> now we love hitting up and talking individually to our listeners so feel free to do that that's all the business i'm going to talk about this episode but um we are drinking today kentucky al confiscated and it's kind of a special bottle from the Deadmans, uh, especially Dixon Deadman. And uh, it's there's a cool story to it. We've done one episode on Kentucky Owl in the past, but this one's a little bit different. Uh, this one's a bourbon. We've done a rye in the past, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get to history. But before I talk about history, Robbie, how's your week gone? Uh, we we just passed Christmas, so I want to hear about that too. But yeah, yeah. how you doing? Well, it's honestly it's been it's been kind of I think. I've really one thing I've enjoyed about this last year. I I am a homebody in general. I like to take things kind of mm-hmm. slow, um, and uh, it was kind of nice Christmas. Usually Christmas for us is we go to this house, and then we gotta go to that house, and then we're gonna do this with these people, and then these mm-hmm. people are coming over, and then those people are coming over. Um, and it, to me, it's just I I don't have enough time to just stop, you know. And this year it was nice. Yeah. Um, so within our family, um. We have um, both our mother-in-laws come over, um, and they mm-hmm. they watch the girls one day, and then uh, my brother and sister in law. My mother-in-law lives with my brother and sister-in-law, so that's kind of been our our circle. So uh, it was, it, which is nice because we get to have, we have, get to be around our family. Um, so we did, you know, we just kind of mm-hmm. hung out at their house, and dude, I made oh cooked so much stuff. Did a lot, did some I smoked nice. some tri tips and made some of my favorite soups and breads, and like took time to slow down, and that was nice. And kids had a great Christmas. It was fun. The twins are at an age where they're like they were so excited for presents and seeing what people got and helping nice. out and they were excited mm. about like the elf on the shelf and Santa coming and so it was, nice. it, was it was a special Christmas and Amara um she's at an age where it can be tricky you know what I mean where it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. but she had awesome attitudes she had so much fun she loved being with her family she was really helpful and grateful so it was like it was in that regard it was an awesome Christmas it was so much fun so, oh, one cool thing I got, I got a lot of cool things, but one of my favorite uh-huh. gifts I got, it's actually was a birthday gift, but it's a, uh, age your own whiskey from Woodenville. I think I might've mentioned that on the one-off episode we recorded, but I'm super excited about that. Um, and so I'll be aging my own little mini keg of, or my mini nice. butt of, uh, Woodenville yeah. bourbon. So I'm excited. So it was pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. It's been a good one. How was, how was your week? Uh, it's good. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, after Christmas, I was like, this might've been in terms of like gifts and our listeners know that I love gifts, giving and receiving, but in terms of like gifts this past year, I was loaded up like (laughs) so much. There was gift after gift, whether it was like my Reddit secret Santa Mm -hmm. or my family or my parents or my in-laws or my wife or you, I just got a bunch of great gifts and some of my favorites. Uh, I got a um, like a nice table saw thing for the uh, studio. I got nice. a 
a gold plating like setup for for my studio as well which i was really stoked nice. about uh yeah just like a bunch of stuff off my amazon wish list that was just like i probably shouldn't buy this but i'm just gonna put it on my wish list a bunch of people bought it for me so i was stoked about that like just absolutely like every time i'd open a gift i'm like ah, i totally wanted this thing <laughs> and, and uh, so that was great uh got back from virginia uh this past week because we were in virginia for with my in-laws for christmas had a great time with them they're awesome people and yeah it's been good a little bit of work this week but had pretty much two and a half days off so question at the in-laws house uh, yeah please did -hmm. you take any haunted blantons no, I didn't take any uh, haunted Blantons's. <laughs> no, but uh, there was um, there was one thing. I was chilling upstairs in a room by myself, and no one was home uh, because her whole family works at the same company, and they're all out doing that whole thing. And I was, it was like my lunch break or something like that from work, and I'm just taking a little rest on the bed in my in our room. And the dog is downstairs, but the dog isn't that, I mean, he's huge. He's a big dog, but he, I heard these footsteps downstairs Mm -hmm. and it was not a dog footsteps. It sounded very much like a person footsteps (laughs) and they're like, like there's no question in my mind that it wasn't the dog. But I don't know what it was because it was like, and their, their house has some crazy acoustics in terms of like, you can hear things Mm -hmm. in the house that seem like they're close, but they're really far away. Okay. Uh, that being said, what I heard was not a dog's footsteps, for the record. And I know everyone's getting this by now, but I heard footsteps. <laughs> and I don't know where in the house. And it might have been some weird creaking, or I don't even know. Creaking doesn't make any sense. But there, there might have been something going on. But it was like a good few footsteps as someone walking across the room. Hmm. And uh, so, but I was just like, whatever. You know, I've seen much worse in that house. Uh, so it was the, yeah, it, but it, it, it was, was the cool. ghost of Christmas present, Cole. Yeah, you were getting Maybe he was bringing one presents ghost because you're such a great guy. They're like, he doesn't need three ghosts to show him he's wrong. He just needs one he ghost needs to one. put him in check and maybe make him not get in fist fights. Keep me in line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that. And uh, so it's been a really weird week for me. I kind of been like bummed out. Uh, outside of Christmas, of course, uh, I've been trying to get a bottle of that, uh, Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof rye Mm -hmm. and it is just evading me. I've probably (laughs) gone to like 10 places looking for like even just crumbs of, of details of where to get it and keep coming up short. And I think I missed my opportunity at this point because it's just been so long and it's cleared the shelves wherever it has been. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer. Mm. And I've been like really trying to get this bottle. And it's like it's like even before we started recording, I was like looking online of like some some uh leads basically and it looks like it might have just cleared everywhere. I'm going to go to one last place probably after we record and hopefully find it. I don't know why I want it so bad, but it just looks so <laughs> good. Like uh like I Jack Daniels isn't really my huge thing, but I love their rise. And a barrel-proof rye over 130 proof, man, just well, screams. Like, pick me up and, and this find is like me. Rye season right now. Like I love rye. Yeah, right now like, it's it's one of mm-hmm. like if I just grab something off the shelf, I want it to be a rye. So it's a good time to cover yeah. that. So um, yeah, for sure. Question for you: I mm-hmm. have you seen the movie Hunt for the the what is it called? Hunt for the uh, oh gosh, we watched it last night. Red October. Nope. Not that one. Uh, Hunt for the uh, Wilder People. No, no, no. Oh my gosh, it is awesome. It's a, it's a the guy that directed uh, Thor Ragnarok, Tai Takao or whatever. Oh, uh, Taike uh, Waititi. Yeah. So it's like a movie he did, yeah. and it is freaking awesome. I watched it last night. Was it, it was, one of his early movies? Uh, yeah, it was like two thousand well, early. Well, I don't know, two thousand sixteen. So I don't know how early his. I don't know his career. Okay, well, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, watch mm-hmm. that. It's about He's this great director, kid in New Zealand. It's pretty good, uh, and I just felt like I had to say it because it's cracking my top five favorite movies ever now. So, and that, really? has, that has not happened in a long time. Yeah. So, have you seen uh, Jojo Rabbit? I've not. I started. I, I think that's one where I got it. I haven't yet. And that's one of those. Oh, so last night too. Another one of these similar things. We were talking. We we're trying to pick out a movie, 
And uh, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law, John's like, we should watch Primer. And I, <laughs> oh. I still haven't seen yes. it. Yes. Because the way you described it, I'm what? like- What? And I, you didn't pick it? You didn't watch it? Well, no, because the, the way you described it, that's a movie where you got to kind of have the right headspace for it, right? And like- Yeah, but like- But, and it's also, oh, but like- That's a good point. I'm gonna, you gotta, and on top of that, I got to, that's one where I'm going to watch by myself. Because I think we talked about this before, like I- really like to appreciate movies and not have them like i don't want that reality like i don't you know what i mean like i don't want someone like talking if i'm trying to really appreciate it you know so yeah yeah so this but it's also like really good for like talking it over when the movie's over with the people you watch i don't really like i i don't like talking it over right when it's over though i like that's true i like to i like to marinate on it and think on it and come to my own conclusions and then talk about it I don't know. I'm kind of a weird snob yeah, like that. Yeah, that's kind of me too. Uh, but same same thing with Jojo Rabbit. I f- not necessarily like it's a super heady, but it's one I feel like I got to be in the right mood or mind frame, mindset for. I don't know. It's actually a really funny movie. That's what I've heard. I've heard a lot about it. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I probably should watch that. Yeah, I watched. Co- Have you watched Cobra Kai at all on Netflix? Uh, I've watched halfway through the first season. Yeah. Not, not I, I like it. I just have such a hard time continuing shows. <laughs> I might pick it back up. See, I have to finish shows. Like I watched all of Sons of Anarchy, yeah. and that show kind of stuck. Oh wow! But just because I had to, like, I had to see it where it goes. But anyway, like, I've been watching Cobra Kai this week too. It's fun. Uh, very I, nostalgic. How's the new season? Is it good? I haven't gotten there yet, so I just started it. Oh, so. but I'm enjoying it. Oh, so from far. the from the beginning. From the beginning, yeah. So I hadn't watched it before. So oh wow, yeah. I, yeah, I kind of, I, I, I liked it. I just don't have time, I guess. That's part of it. I, I don't tell myself I have time. See, I don't, I watch. It's not that I'm busy. I just don't like to watch TV. <laughs> yeah. See, I have a, I have a, we have a TV set up in the gym. So in the mornings when I'm working out, I'll put something on. So uh, I got gotcha. That's about the only time I really, I mean, then I'll have football on during the day and stuff. So yeah, I don't think I've watched, sat and watched a single full football game yet this season. Yeah, me neither. Too big. <laughs> but that's not a surprise. No, no it doesn't surprise no. anyone. <laughs> I'm not big into sportsy things. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. That's probably probably but. a good thing. You got too many other hobbies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got into a few things this week with some of the toys I got for Christmas. What are you gonna like what's like uh, what's the craziest thing you plan on gold plating? Like or am I gonna show up to your house and like see the like a uh, gold plated remote or something like that? Or like That'd be cool. Yeah. Or like a so- No, I never solid, thought of that. I not solid. A gold plated like not toilet, but because that's a lot, but like just like the plunger on it. But thing, the handle the handle. <laughs> yeah. 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 That'd be funny. No, yeah. I I you know, I I, I only do I, I I guess the only thing on my mind was I typically make the plugs like the earplugs so I just turn them all gold and then that would be it because that offers you know twice the uh, like types of plugs that I make now silver ones and gold plated silver ones <laughs> yeah awesome man so yeah yeah so uh, why don't we uh, send it to break. And then we will talk about the history of Kentucky Owl, especially this release or what this release represents. Uh, And it's kind of cool. And uh, yeah, let's send it to break now and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. We are way back. And uh, some notes I wanted to get to before I got to the history is, uh, we, like I mentioned in the intro, we, we really appreciate those who hit us mm-hmm. up this week. Uh, I wanted to shout out Dude. some names. There was a uh, at C. Thomas Kid, kid with two Ds. Uh, I believe it goes by Thomas. So thanks for hitting us up, Thomas. We appreciate that. Uh uh, ben Klepsig, Madtown Marketer, hit us mm-hmm. up and even uh, was kind enough to to uh, want to share some of his samples with us. And we would love to share some of our samples with him. So that's how it kind of works with Chill Filter. Uh, and then a guy named Cookin' with Cook. I believe his name is Mike Cook. And that's Cookin' underscore with underscore Cook. And he uh, reached out and wanted to offer us um, Makers 46 uh, casks. So mm-hmm. we're stoked about that. We're happy to 
help him out. He can help us out, and we'll uh, send him a little something too. And then, of course, Caleb Olson, who's always hitting us up in a good way. We love it when he hits us up. So thanks, guys, for uh, for reaching out. We appreciate just talking. Well, I got to tell so, you, the most surprising get, uh-huh. the most surprising thing about it, we had a lot of interactions this week. The most surprising interaction yeah. we did not have, though, Cole. Yeah. What Do you know what it is, the most surprising one we didn't have? Uh, Drew Toland. Uh, he did not. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> or did, did you talk My to him? My thought is Drew hasn't listened to that episode yet. I know. Well, he commented on your picture today, and I was like, Light. he did. Yeah. So either yeah, either he hasn't listened or he's he's on board still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So yeah, and, and for the record, <laughs> listeners and Drew. Like, like, let's let's talk about this. Because you're a photogenic doesn't mean I'm super into you or something like that. Like, I appreciate Drew, and and you know, I'm sure his wife is awesome. But they are photogenic, and that doesn't mean I'm in love with them or anything like that. So, okay, that's fun. I mean, it's fine. We're we can stalk our our, yeah, lis- our listeners. Our, you know, yeah. like, like I was telling Caleb, People I'm like stalk us, Caleb. I I. I wish I was Caleb in the sense of he's got an awesome house with a wood stove, a great whiskey collection, lives on a lake with a boat. And a boat. Uh, yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm sure people look at look at us and they're like, I wish I drank those bottles and I will stock what bottles they have drank in. Drank it in. Sorry. Yeah. And they, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. And they're probably like, oh, man, I'm so glad I have more hair than Robbie. Like, look at that hairline. Yeah, you gotta make people feel good. Yeah, I'm gonna go or, for a little entry buzz here, Cole. This is because our. What are you drinking? Um, I'm gonna have a little bit of sip of the uh, Caribou Crossing Single Barrel. <gasps> Save some. I do. I am. I'm. I don't. But it's New Year's. Good, good, good. Well, you had an entry buzz. Have you had it yet? Uh, I did. I had, yeah, I've some had of just that uh, Glendronic 21. Yeah. So you you had. Okay. What do you think of it? Um, I like it. And I wish, like, I used to That's be, able to, I used to, like I said on the podcast, I used to see it all the time, and I'm kind of regretting, like, yeah. I, I didn't buy it because I'm like, oh, it's just kind of like a Blanton's knockoff kind of thing with the, the caribou no. on top and all that, but yeah, no, I like it, and I, and I can't wait to cover it. It's like the Blanton's of Canadian whiskey, if you ask me. Mm. There you go. All right, yeah. so Confiscated Owl, what's that about? Yes. Tell, I'll tell you. Uh, this is not our first Kentucky Owl whiskey on the podcast. We have done episode 29 a while ago. We did Kentucky Owl Rye, batch number two. And technically episode 40, we also featured the uh, Rye batch two with our friend Ryan Hack. Um, so there is, there's not a lot of overlap. I, I kind of uh, avoided... Uh, the same details on this one, but it was a long time ago. So if I did, it wouldn't be that big a deal. So anyway, <laughs> uh, is there a Kentucky Owl distillery? And it, for the record, it's Kentucky Owl colon the wise man's bourbon. Ooh. I don't know why they call it that. Apparently it goes way back in terms of calling it that. Um, and old marketing, I figure, yeah, if you're really old and you're, you want to drink a wise man's bourbon, you want to drink a good bourbon. So who knows? I don't know. See, like this makes so me want to have my own Kentucky- knockoff bourbon called Kentucky Al, yeah. A-L, and, uh, it's yeah. the shoe salesman bourbon. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. Al the shoe guy. Yeah. So the Kentucky Al brand goes back a while. It actually goes back to the late 1800s in 1879, there was a man named Charles Mortimer Deadman. He started the C.M. Deadman Distillery uh, right off the Kentucky River. He was given that land as a wedding gift from his adopted father. He did well uh, for a while producing Kentucky Owl, the wise man's bourbon. Uh, But come time where prohibition was looming in the late 1910s, there was basically a lot of bourbon being stored at Charles Mortimer Deadman's uh, place that he was afraid he was going to lose or at his distillery that he was, yeah, really, really a little bit scared. And uh, come 1920, the feds came in and held on to all the barrels that they were aging because it prohibition came about and no one could drink. And every single barrel was kept for safekeeping. And here's where the worst part comes. During the prohibition time, the barrels all went missing. Uh oh. And these days in dollars, it was like $40 million worth of bourbon. 
They said it all went up in the fire in a fire, but it's unlikely that this uh, was the case according to the evidence. It probably would have been because they they kept it all in Frankfurt, apparently the uh, the capital of Kentucky, and yeah, there wasn't like a huge thing in the news. No one was saying because a fire of that scale, losing forty million dollars mm-hmm. worth of bourbon, mm-hmm. is a huge fire. And there was no nothing on the news, nothing, nothing, you know, that was making it a big deal. And so it was unlikely that that happened in a lot of people's opinions, especially the Deadmans. And they think it was some scheme by the government or potentially someone like Al Capone got involved and started taking a lot of their barrels. Uh, Very, very, uh, or it's not unlikely. It's maybe likely that that might have happened, actually. (laughs) Anyway, the government <laughs> never paid Deadman for his whiskey that it had lost. Could you imagine? Yeah. Like you had all this I, investment in your like company. That sounds like something the government would do. Yeah, get involved and then lose everything and then not pay you back. They could have made money, like literally make money and then give it to him. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Charles Mortimer Deadman never distilled another drop, even when prohibition ended. Uh, and then the the story goes, uh, enter his great-great-grandson, a guy named Dixon Deadman, who is a super young guy. He looks like he's not even 40 yet. And he's running an inn in Kentucky off the bourbon trail. And a lot of people stop by, you know, hitting up the bourbon trail and, and stay at his inn. Uh, he dreamed of bringing good bourbon in honor of his great-great-grandfather and naming it Kentucky Owl. So he actually started buying and blending barrels of bourbon. He, he said, quote, I'm not some chemical engineer in a lab coat looking for the perfect congener profile. I don't even know that word. Uh, I didn't even start out with the taste in mind. I just went where the bourbon took me. No, we've and, all been unquote, there. So, yeah, go where the bourbon takes you. Yeah. Till, till you don't that's know a, where That's at. a good tagline right there, though. Instead of the yeah, wise actually, man's I feel like bourbon. Yeah, that should be like a chill filter tag. Go where the yeah. bourbon takes you. Go where you. the bourbon takes you. Yeah. So their uh, bourbon batch one came out in 2014, and they've released nine batches total of bourbon since. And they just released their third rye. And so they, they buy barrels from other distilleries and blend. Uh, they're definitely highly sought after in general, uh, but there's one small criticism. And the criticism, especially lately, is on the price. Uh, Kentucky Owl is not is known to not offer cheap bottles. Even recently, they put out a bottle called Kentucky Owl Dry State for retail at around $1,000 retail. Even this bottle we're drinking is over $100 and is super criticized because it didn't live up to the Kentucky Owl hype in a lot of people's reviews. Okay. Um, so the distillery, it looks like they're actually in the process of building a distillery, and it looks pretty epic. Check out their website if you want to see. It, it's pretty cool looking. Uh, and also, Kentucky Al is owned by Stoli, uh, which is the Luxembourg-based conglomerate, uh, Stoliknaya, you know, stuff like that. Um, vodka, that is. And Kentucky Al, what we're drinking today, the confiscated release. So this isn't an official batched bourbon or rye release. This is a one-off product. Uh, so don't think this is going to be some like special edition. This isn't like a special release. This is kind of one of their standards now. Uh, released in April of 2019 originally. This is a straight bourbon, meaning that in this case, it's it's a bourbon that is at least two years aged. And uh, that's in a way that's kind of the big rule is at least two years old and the the rules of bourbon apply to it. Um, yeah. And uh, so, so this is the first Kentucky Owl bottle that was distributed to all 50 states. Huh. And it is a nod to the buttload of barrels that were confiscated <laughs> from the CM Deadman distillery when prohibition started there is no age statement uh, it is 96.4 proof so not too high not too low uh, and it is from sourced kentucky distilleries uh, which are undisclosed total wine price 125 so okay. i'm excited i feel yeah. like we haven't had a cork pop in a while 
and I have a full bottle of it. And I've never drank this. I've been waiting oh, to drink it on so the podcast. I bought it like I bought it like a year and a half ago and still haven't sipped it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a better man than you. Well, when it comes to saving whiskey for the podcast, you're a better man. That's true. I am good at that. Okay. Yeah. So here goes the cork pop. Right. Ah, Ooh. Ooh la la. feels good. Very, uh, very dense cork top. It's got copper on it too. The copper tap, and I think so did the rye. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Okay. Here we go. And I love having a bottle when you're pouring it because you're like, I don't have to hold anything back. Just you know, take I don't as have much like... as you want right off the top. Yeah. So I got my uh, stemless Glencairn with the chill filtered logo on it, and then. Otherwise, I have my uh, Waterford glass for the Waterford. ice for the rocks pour. So, <laughs> We're a yeah. fancy podcast because I got my Waterford waiting for the ice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Waterford's a big deal, especially to those over one or 55, like I mentioned. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. This, it's, it's got some punch to it on the nose for sure. A little bit of vapor. A little bit. But it's got a strong yeah. bourbon smell. Um, I feel like we haven't had like a really strong like nose in a while i guess we well, maybe we have we just the last episode we recorded it certainly wasn't and maybe that's kind of where i'm thinking but it's got a nice strong mm-hmm. strong smell yeah i'm looking at the bottle now and it says confiscated in 1916 which doesn't make sense why it says 1916 because they wouldn't have taken the, the barrels away before prohibition started i doubt it Mm-hmm. huh weird um, on the nose, I don't know why they call it, say 1916. Go ahead. So it's a lot of vapor, but I'm getting like a uh, little bit of f- like berries, but a lot of apple. Yeah, berries is a big, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Slight vanilla. I'm going to go for a sip. Yeah, it's definitely sweet, but uh, oak is there. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't call this sugary sweet, but there's definitely a sweetness, like kind of like a, like a dark berries uh, sweetness on the nose uh yeah surprisingly vaporous mm-hmm. for a 96.4 proof so yeah Mount- and uh color for the record real quick is uh darker copper it's darker than i would imagine for a no age statement which i would imagine it's between six and ten years old if you asked me uh but it's pretty dark yeah but go ahead robbie Oh, you started. We're talking. I went another sip. Um, so it's got mm. a good mouthfeel on it. it. It's like a slow warming. It's not super, super in your face, but it's nice. Um, I get a lot of oakiness from it. Actually, a lot of oak and like some really? earthy. I don't know some sort of earthy on the back end of it. Um, definitely some berries towards the front. Oak, and then mm. the and then that earthiness. Yeah. Maybe a little leather. I don't know. I'm still like working on identifying that taste, but maybe a little yeah. bit. I don't know. I gotta go for another sip because I I got it was it was kind of a interesting uh, sensation sipping it in mm-hmm. in terms of like sipping it in. Uh, there was a little bit of change uh, soon after I sipped. That was like, and I can't put my finger on it yet. So I'm gonna take another quick sip and um, hopefully determine what that is. So like. I think the t- the leather is an interesting note in general. I was thinking because if you were like to break it down, mm. you'd be like, "Well, it tastes like an old cowhide that's been covered in piss," and uh, like that's I don't know, but, but, <laughs> potentially <laughs> brains actually <laughs> brains. Yeah, tannic acid is mostly found in the brains of the animal as opposed to the urine of the animal. Well, don't they use uric? They use uric acid too, right? So like. They used to like huh. tanners used to like that's where the term uh, don't don't even have a pot to piss in like poor people would piss in a pot huh. didn't know that no tanners. I've only heard brains personally huh. yeah I've never heard of uh, pee yeah yeah okay but either way you know the more you know either yeah. way either way a, crazy if you're to be like yeah. it tastes like old cow skin that's been smeared in brains mm-hmm. so I don't know mm-hmm. anyway you get anything else on the uh, <laughs> the sip there. Yeah, it's this is really hard to nail down. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I do think the the dark berry fruits is big, but not overwhelming. Yeah, leather is definitely there. You're okay. right. Like there's a there's an age to it in that way. It's not new leather. It's kind of like a well used leather kind of smell. Uh, it's sweet, but not too sweet. Mm-hmm. It is. I wouldn't call it dry at all, uh, but I wouldn't call it like just crazy sweet. Um, Are you? Are you getting so somewhere in the middle? Like, what, what are you getting in the oak? Are you getting a lot? I'm not of oak? getting too much oak. Really? I, no. I feel like um, I'm getting a lot. It's of oak. present, but it's not overwhelming. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm and getting I'm a lot. sensitive to that kind of stuff. You are, so that's why I'm like, it's kind of weird that I feel like I'm getting it more than you are. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So, have you dropped water yet? Not yet. Just about to. Okay. So I dropped water. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it it's is. not blowing my mind, but it's good. You know, yeah, I, it it is good, and I don't know. I I can see why people would be like, for the price of it, it's not probably yeah. worth it. Uh, I definitely wouldn't pay again one hundred and twenty five for this. Yeah, but uh, no, uh, so far, I like the no- nose uh, with the water. I think is a little bit better. It's a little sweeter. Um, yeah, it is. Maybe like a leaning towards like a honey, maybe. Um, but there's still like some vanilla there, and I'm still getting a lot of oak. So vapory to me. Yeah, it's like burning my nose. There's a lot of vapor there, so. But I like it. I like it better than the neat, yeah. for sure. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the vapor is just taking over for me, on the nose at least. So I'm going to take a quick sip and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting some, a decent amount of bitter early. Oh, it's a mm. lot of bitter, actually, for me. Um, hmm. Yeah, a lot of bitterness on this for me. It's still getting, like, it's still really oaky to me for some reason. I don't know. Like a little too oaky, which is, is funny because, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Yeah, which is weird because I'm usually not turned off by a lot of oak. And this one is kind of, I don't know. I d- don't like the taste of the water with the water at all. Yeah, that is weird because normally I'm the one turned off by the amount of oak. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. This, I, I, I'm not turned off too much by the the, the bitterness. Might sh- uh, it's uh, let me sip again. It's way too bitter. It's just straight bitter for me. And then that combined was just like you. You never get any. I don't got like zero sweetness off of it. And I'm not. A, I don't need a lot of sweet from a whiskey. But mm. if it's that if it's gonna get bitter on you, it better have had some sweet to it at some point. And it was just straight bitter without with the water. Yeah. Ugh. Uh I wouldn't put the label vanilla on this, nor would I put caramel on this, to be honest. Mm-hmm. The, the typical notes you would get from a bourbon. I could I, I would say it's a bourbon over a rye, especially Kentucky Owl rye. Um it's a little flat on the, with the water pour, but I don't think it's too bitter for me. But I'm about to drop a cube, um, so we'll see how that one goes. Um, so I dropped my cube, killed the vapor, which is like, kind of nice. Uh, but it's de- I'm like yeah. straight leather now, which is odd. Because I said I don't oh, really get. Oh yeah, and the uh huh yeah, the leather pour thinned out in a good way on the water pour for me. But go ahead. Did it. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just like on the nose with the ice, I get a lot of leather, and that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm going to go for a sip. Yeah, I'm not getting much on the nose for ice. A little bit of sweet. Yeah, I can't I can't really put put a finger on that one. Just, just sweet. Um, mm. The oak, barely there, but it's there. Like it, that's the only other note I can get is like sweet and oak, but not overwhelming oak. But it's not vaporing up my face. <laughs> hmm. um, so ice, there's a little bit of bitterness. It's definitely better than the water. But I'm getting a lot mm. of like oak and just kind of an earthy, earthy taste from it. Um, but it's all kind yeah. of it's, yeah, yeah. I can see why people are disappointed with this. Like when we ha- like on the yeah. the neat was not wasn't bad and I, I thought okay there might be some potential here but mm. the neat's not great and if i'm gonna spend that much for a bottle that's harder to find yeah i want it to you know 
I want it to be better than this, that's for sure. Yeah, I might pay 40 for this kind of bottle, taste-wise. Uh, there is a nice finish to the ice pour, to be honest. Uh, there is a front front end palette. There is a little bit of bitterness, but it goes away pretty quick for me, to be honest. Uh, this is maybe my favorite pour. The the at least the pa- the finish is the okay. best finish to me. Um, something weird happened with mine. I don't know if it did with mm. you. Did yours get colder? Let me feel it real quick. Yeah, kind of did. <laughs> Let me. Feel Our listeners it. are like, "Here we go." Let yeah. me feel it real quick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else to say? <clears throat> uh, so here's the story of how I got this bottle. Oh, okay. Uh, my peeps up in Colorado um, at the Veterans Liquor hit me up and said hey, we got this Kentucky Owl confiscated. Are you interested? And this is right when confiscated came out and there weren't any like big reviews on it yet. And so I'm like, Kentucky Owl for less than $200 for a bourbon? Heck yeah. And then this was this was also when I was um, recording with Adam and Adam was this huge Kentucky Owl fan. So I'm like, yeah, I'll get okay. it. And if if I'm not interested in it as much as he is, I'll give it to him or like, you know, trade it for him and and he wasn't interested or at least he was like saving money or something like that and he wasn't like no nah, i'm not gonna uh, make that and i'm like okay well i'll just hold on to it and maybe maybe it'll be worth a little more um and and if i don't drink it myself i'll uh trade it for something else mm-hmm. or something like that and um that's what happened is i drank it myself and we wanted it on the podcast and soon after i bought it i heard a lot of non-stellar reviews for it and um, it is good. It's not bad. That's for sure. There's nothing super bad about this whiskey. I just don't know. I would never spend 125 for this again. Yeah. The most I'd spend is like 45, maybe. So let me ask you this. Uh, are there cheaper bottles that you would go to, like even cheaper than 45? Like even I would like like Maker's 46 we had. I would go for Maker's Forty Six yeah. over this any day. So I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say this is not a good whiskey. Like is it? And then you say it's not. I bad. would say. I mean, I won't yeah, say it's, it's bad. Not but bad. Say, I would I would maybe go for uh, Old Forester Eighty Six over this. To be honest, in terms of taste. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Is like you have it. It's so like it's a pricier bottle. It's harder to get. Like mm. I just wouldn't even worry about it. You know what I mean? Like and so this is yeah. the first time I've had Kentucky Owl, and. Yeah, uh, it's kind of turning me off from even wanting to even try other ones. Like, yeah, no, there, there are other stuff. I know, I'm sure it is. I'm like, sure it is. Yeah. But like, even just, I'm just like, if I go to, you know, I would take stuff that I have on the shelf at a restaurant before I would probably get a Kentucky Owl. Now, uh, that being yeah. said, that's not you necessarily know, true yeah. because you. I know a lot of people like it, and I would probably still get it. But I'm like, yeah, this one's. Uh, I'm just. I'm disappointed. Like even today, you were like, we were yeah. talking like, should we do Kentucky Out? I'm like, that's a great way to start the new year. And yeah, so it wasn't that. It's it okay. wasn't that great. It was still fun. I enjoy it. Enjoyed, the, yeah. you know, drinking it. But yeah, this, yeah, this is one of those bottles that uh, when I when I look at my whiskey shelf and I have like about 50 bottles or so, uh, there are bottles that I get excited about. And some days I'm like, you know what? Today's a um, Hancock's Reserve Day mm-hmm. or today's a, um, I don't know, like uh, Glen Jerona 21 Day. Or, you know what? Today's a very special day. I'm going to pop the Lot 40 uh, cast ring. Mm-hmm. Um, this sadly won't make that cut. Yeah. This, I hate to say it, will be giving to friends and saying, hey, this is a $125 bottle. <laughs> Um, or mixing, to be honest, this isn't gonna make the cut of like, I'm looking for this kind of taste, uh, for my port today. Uh, there's nothing about this that's like, oh, I really want some strawberries or or I really want some, um, you know, candy sweets Mm -hmm. on the rye or, uh, there's nothing about this that's like, I'm just gonna make today this or make this bottle today's pour. Yeah. 
So, well, and I don't, I don't sadly for the price but though. I, I wouldn't mix. This is apparently their least. Yeah, I would. Go ahead, sorry. I wouldn't mix it for the price though. That's one I, I would say. Assume just stays on the shelf and it's worth. That's the hard thing though. But if someone hasn't, I mean, this yeah, is. I it, might it, just it, make it this is, a it is friends who are getting into bourbon. Yeah, yeah, not even. I mean, even that is like. It's probably a friend who's into bourbon. Like I was excited about. It. I'm like I haven't had a Kentucky Ale. I, I kind of know it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Let me try it. <laughs> you know. And so yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, rating in mind. Uh, I'm gonna go six point. Really? Three. Yeah. Okay. I I hated the water pour. Like the neat was okay. Water was awful. Mm-hmm. Ice was eh. So I'm like it just underwhelming. Even standalone, like if you told me this was a yeah. thirty dollar, like I, I don't think I'd pay twenty for it. So I, yeah, I wouldn't mm-hmm. go for it at all. So six point three. Yeah, I just took a last sip of the ice pour, and it was actually sweet, pleasant, not bad. Uh, yeah, and I, and I think if I were to rank the pours, it would be ice, neat water, and. That's a rarity, mm-hmm. but altogether, I wouldn't give this a I wouldn't give this a sub seven, but I wouldn't give it a higher than eight. And I'm gonna give it a solid seven point six five. I feel like seven point seven is a little too high. Uh, it's good if you're looking to get a bottle. Uh, it's not <clears throat> bad, but it's not worth one twenty five. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Seven point six five. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of a downer, isn't it? It kind of is. Are you ready for uh, an upper? But I spent money on this a while ago, yeah. so I'm not even sad about yeah, it. It's yeah, impressive. it's but, not like I bought it this week and I was like, check out this hundred twenty five dollar bottle I just bought. I think it's gonna taste great. <laughs> now it's like this is long gone in terms of my wallet. So yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it, that is a downer. Are you ready for an upper? Are you ready for some good news, Cole? Bring me that up. Are you ready for some whiskey world news? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. This is Whiskey World News, part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it and we didn't write it. We just read it. Here we go. Uh, so this one's pretty cool. It comes from Maxim.com, uh, written by Brandon Friedrich, and it's titled, Kentucky Can Sell Bourbon Whiskey Online for the First Time. Uh, yeah. Whiskey lovers nationwide will soon be able to buy bottles of Jim Beam, Bullet, Wild Turkey, and other Canadian distillers or Kentucky distillers libations as easy as they can get foods off <laughs> Amazon thanks to new legislation. And I'll be honest with you, if you're going online to buy Jim Beam Bullet or Wild Turkey, I mean... Just go to the <laughs> CVS. Yeah. Anyway, the Bluegrass State recently passed HB 415, allowing its retailers and distilleries the ability to sell whiskey, beer, and other spirits online for the first time. As Pace points out, the development of its broad importance with the beverage industry because of Kentucky's high density of both large and craft distilleries. There are 18 listed on the famous Kentucky Bourbon Trail alone. While the law gives Kentucky residents easy access to local bottles, consumers in other states with reciprocal laws on the books will also be able to take advantage. And of course, the online sale of products is preferable during the current coronavirus crisis. Kentucky buyers were previously required to do so in person person as for how much can be shipped per month consumers can order 10 liters of distilled spirits 10 cases of wine and or 10 cases of beer um well so i'll go ahead and stop there oh and uh, yeah oh man i guess this is important unfortunately there are only a handful of states with reciprocal laws alaska arizona uh, uh kentucky Ayo. hawaii connecticut nebraska nevada New Hampshire, North Dakota, Rhode Island, and Washington, D.C. were eligible as of March. So if you live elsewhere, nice. it's time to write your local legislators. So that is that. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I totally messed. Oh, I don't, well, I, that just reminded me of another article I wanted to read this week but about writing legislators. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. So apparently, Cole, a uh, subset uh-huh. of Whiskey World News, um, some distilleries who kind of ramped up production to make uh, hand sanitizer this March are getting taxed as a medical company and those huge taxes on all the... That sucks. Yeah. So I'm like, are you kidding me? So this that's got... I mean, I feel like that's something that's going to straighten itself out, but write your lo- yeah, legislators... Yeah, so far I saw that the FDA rescinded that somewhat. Did they? Yeah. Okay. 
So if they don't, yeah. let's, yeah, that's, I mean, like, people, like, filled a need in a crisis, and you're going to mm. tax them on it. But anyway, yeah. so. I remember Christine Riggleman of Black, or the Silverback, Silverback. Distillery. Mm-hmm. She was like, it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing right now. We're not making whiskey. We're making hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if she were to be taxed or or fined for that kind of thing, that would suck well, so much. Well, that could much, put, so, put them know. out of business, you know? As Seriously? If, as if yeah. enough people I mean, I saw something like $14,000 or something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah. Which isn't, you know, especially, I mean, whiskey sales and stuff have gone up over the you know the last year but still that's not cool it's like the good samaritan mm. law kind of thing like you can't i mean if you're doing your yeah. best to help out like why, why but anyway that's not the article we read the article- unless it's seinfeld <laughs> article we read though we're talking about kentucky sales online cole how do you feel about that man especially since you're in arizona yeah i you know i don't really care that much unless it's special stuff yeah uh, i'm not gonna go online from kentucky to, to buy bullet or mm-hmm. jim beam or anything like that. If I could get Willet special uh, like ages of Willet family estate, heck yeah, I'd do that. Mm-hmm. Heck yes. And I would feel privileged to be able to have the opportunity to do so. Uh, so I'll check it out yeah. um, and then see if I can get anything that I couldn't normally get in my CVS. Um, but if there's more than, than what I could easily find in Arizona, yeah, I'm totally down. But yeah, if it's... Um, if it's more than that. Hey, speaking of which, real quick, before I uh, let you go, um, you know, the good you were talking about the Good Samaritan Law, mm-hmm. and that reminded me of Seinfeld. <laughs> and and then you, there was something I've been trying to uh, remember, not trying to remember, <laughs> but I'm like, if this comes, if Seinfeld comes up again on the podcast, I want to bring this up. Did you know mm-hmm. that Jason Alexander won the tony equivalent of the best actor in a leading role no for what was he playing in i forget what the what the actual musical slash broadway production was uh but like in 1989 he won the best actor in a supporting role for the tonys which is incredible i mean like if you were to expect anyone to to be in that you wouldn't expect george costanza well i could i can see him having a good singing voice though yeah, and to be that, honest, that's for sure. Played, but like best actor, oh, he's a good. I mean, he played Costanza great. Don't get me wrong; he's yeah. a great actor. He nailed that yeah. role. But like, but you for a Tony you for like ex- singing yeah, I, no, I and musicals, you. I, would, I wouldn't yeah. expect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well. Congratulations, so, Jason. Good for Alexander. you, Jason Alexander. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, what do you think of the article? <laughs> the most tangented whiskey world news ever. Yeah. Um. I think it's cool, but I do worry about what it's going to do like for my allocated state. You know what I mean? Where I for sure. no option to get the yeah. stuff. Is it all, all the, you know, is Blanton's going to be even harder to get now? Like, That's is a good Kentucky, point. Or is uh, Eagle Rare going to be harder to get now? Like, I don't know. I, I do worry that things are going to be... Knowing hard. what I know of Buffalo Trace, I doubt it. Yeah. So that they're going to prioritize online sales. Other than yeah. that, I you know, I might, I'll might i check it out every once in a while. And if I buy something, I'll just send it to Arizona. And bada bing, yeah. bada boom. So. Yeah. Totes. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. All right, man. So I, I guess it's time for uh, What Was Huge You Choose segment you, of our podcast episode. You betcha, Cole. Uh, so last week ours was, uh, what was your favorite whiskey of the year from the show? Cole went with seasoned wood. I went with Mm -hmm. Delbac Dorado and, uh, Cole won that one 68% to 32%. And everybody was out having fun this week. Yeah. What's that? Not as bad as I thought it might be. Yeah. You did well. I mean, yeah. I mean, that Dorado is pretty unique. So I think it's one of those things where it's, you know, maybe not, I, I think a lot of people, not a lot, but some people have had the season wood. Some people are just big EHT fans, which they should be. Um, yeah. So it's a little easier to vote for that than something that maybe they haven't had. Um, and I think everybody was busy so, this week. We didn't get a lot of write-ins. Yeah. But um, yeah, seriously. Uh, let's see what he say for favorite whiskey of the podcast. Marco uh, dot ing n dot kc. Uh, he went with uh, Del Bach to Silver's cut from Fall Reese release because apparently he was one of the guys that went with you right yeah he yeah. was yeah he was all about that so that's that's awesome um 
And I, yeah. and I am envious that someone else got to go besides me, but I'm I'm grateful that you you know cool. shared the shared the fun there. Uh, Nathan Anthony seventeen yeah. with two thousand nineteen old Forester uh, birthday bourbon, and yeah, and then uh, favorite whiskey of the year in general. Uh, Marco dot uh, n dot kc went with uh, the Del Bach Dorado cast strength um, that you guys oh, yeah. got in Phoenix there. So yeah, that was it for write ins. Um, so, um, I couriered you this week for your birthday, what? something of my own for sure. Uh, but then also, um, the classic from Delbach. So you're, you have one thing to look forward to one thing. Who knows? It might be crap. It might be amazing, <laughs> but I sent you something on top of that because your birthday is what the fifth. Yep. This Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, the one day after we release this episode. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing that sucks nah, about yeah, my I birthday like is uh, uh, our do- our new dog. Uh, what's I just forgot his name. Our new dog, Bo. Uh, he's Bo. Boagrius. Bo Agrius. Bo Cephas. Bo Cephas. Oh, that's right. Bo Mugget Dead though. From he's going in to get, <laughs> get his vaccination. Some vaccination. So he's going to be kind of a tired, sick puppy. Uh, and then Aww. Chelsea is going in to get her second COVID vaccination. So from what we hear, this, yeah, vaccination day. Yeah. So, but from what I hear, like the second one, you, your body does a big immune response because it's already had the first one. So it's gonna. Yeah. It may not be the best birthday, but you know what? I'll be sipping some whiskey from Cole, and I'll be a happy man. So it'll be awesome. So yeah, happy, happy man. <laughs> um, and then we will probably be recording soon. I don't know about this week. We were planning on this week. For a special distillery mm-hmm. uh, and to do a, a special interview episode uh, that might not happen because we haven't received the samples yet, but it might happen. We're, we're, we're still working with them and still trying to figure out what what day we're going to do that for. Um, but what do you say we pick out two well, uh, I bottles say, to compete? I say week? we do that yeah. after we do this week's What Whiskey Would You Choose? Oh, for sure. Totes, 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 totes. So this week's What Whiskey Would You Choose? Uh, this comes from Miles Ferguson, one of our favorite listeners. And uh, this whiskey, or this, uh, yeah, What Whiskey Would You Choose? Is what would you, in honor of me and my wife being able to have a baby in hopefully June, uh, all things uh, still moving forward. So uh, what would you name, what whiskey would you name your child after? So if you had, if you were like, all right, I'm going to involve whiskey into my um, child's name and you didn't have any other option, what whiskey would you name your child after? And I'm still thinking of this one myself. Yeah. Uh, The names that come to mind are like Elijah or Jim or um, Albert Blanton or uh, George T. Stagg. I mean, does it have to be the name of the bourbon or can it be bourbon or whiskey related? I feel like it can be risky related, like uh, Dixon for for old or uh, Kentucky Al or something like okay, that. Okay, so or Charles Mortimer. I kind of want to go like something powerful because I'm gonna imagine my if yeah. I were to have another child, it's a boy. I'm gonna go with White yeah. Dog. White Dog. <laughs> white Dog Deadlow. <laughs> that or-, or you could name your son Dixon Deadlow, which is very similar to Dixon Dead Men. That's true. Uh, yeah, so, or Charles Mortimer Deadlow. Yeah, <laughs> um, maybe. Oh, let's see. Do you have an idea? What are you gonna do? I want to name. I, yeah, this is gonna sound really funny, but I'm sort of serious about it. Um, like Colonel Taylor Seabald. <laughs> oh man, it's a great name. Okay, so you kind of stole some of my thunder because I'm gonna like I'm, name him the Colonel. Yeah, I was going to kind of take Colonel, but I'm going to go. Oh, shoot. Let me, I forgot my last one. Oh, yeah. Nice. Colonel is the first in name, and he's got two mm-hmm. middle names. So he's going to be Colonel. Oh, gosh. I keep forgetting what I'm. Sanders. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> shoot. This is taking way too long. It's Colonel. No, take your time. It's, oh, gosh. I just forgot the middle name. Colonel George T. Uh, Cole, tell me something about uh, Jason Alexander again. Uh, yeah, so uh, George Costanza uh, is amazing. Colonel 
turkey dump. That's my Colonel name. Turkey what? Colonel Turkey Dump. Dump from Dump Date. Yeah, like Blands. Yeah, Colonel. Speaking of Blands. Yeah, Colonel Turkey Dump Deadloaf. That's my <laughs> Nick's son's name. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, it, so we'll put that on Instagram <laughs> and feel free to vote. <laughs> Although I'm excited for Colonel Taylor Seabald, but uh, I feel like that's a cool name, like Colonel for a first name. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like on um, Seinfeld where they're like, except where like, George is like, so here, so um, I want to name my daughter Seven. So here's the only problem with that, though, Cole. It is cool, uh-huh. but if you like someday, you, you're probably going to like if you have a son, you're going to take him like on the Bourbon Trail, yeah. right? You're going to go to Kentucky, and he, yeah, you're like, this is Colonel, and everyone's mm-hmm. going to be like. Is he really a colonel? And, and there might be, like, be some hate. Only soon in the future when the governor calls him colonel. Yeah, yeah and they'll be like, he's not a colonel. And then Colonel Turkey Dump Deadlock shows up and starts just punching people in the face. Yeah. That's true. And then like Colonel Colonel Seabold is like is like get him white dog because that's his, his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Anyway. Get him, white dog. <laughs> that'll that'll be it. Actually, that's that's kind of a fun name for it. And the next dog I have, white dog. I'm call Moose Ooh, White Dog. Moose is kind of whitish. Or like high rye white dog. High yeah. Rye. All right, cool. I think we got to pick. What, what are we gonna try to do next week? If let we don't, me, uh, if we don't let do me pull up my list. One. Do you have your your pick for this coming week? It might be the <clears throat> Balvini that we've talked so much I, about, but maybe it's something else. So yeah, I would like to. Go for the belt. I, I mean, we haven't done a scotch for a little while, right? Uh, yeah, it's been a while, so it's a good scotch. Oh man, but it is also kind of a rye season. Let's do a rye. Okay. What about there's that Driftless Glen single barrel rye? That is a good one to think about. I'm pulling. A, I don't. I don't even know where my uh Uh-oh. list is right now. Um, uh, yeah, so let's put the uh, the what, what 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 did you say again? I said Driftless Glen single barrel rye. Do we have okay. another rye to go with that? You pick that one, and then I'm gonna say, why can't I find this? Uh oh. Oh, here we go. Okay, I got the list. Uh, do we have any other ryes? We, we have. Where the crap is the list? I found the wrong list. You know, I don't think we have any other eyes. You know what might be fun to go with that, though, is that early times. Oh, here it is. Early times, bottled and bond? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So, so Driftless Glen, single barrel rye, and early times, bottled and bond. Yeah, Driftless Glen is from Wisconsin. Wisconsin, all right. I've been there, actually. And that's where I met uh, one of our favorite listeners, uh, Caleb Olson. There you go. Yeah. All right, man. I think that was Driftless. Oh, was that uh, one of those? uh, You guys were in that club? Wisconsin Speakeasy. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could be in that club. Yeah. I want to be in that club. Me too. (laughs) I'm sure there's Idaho clubs. You know, uh, there's a couple, and they're like kind of by invite only. And have a wait list. So that I that I. Oh, oh. really? Well, you'll be like, I'm a big deal. Yeah. You tell them that. Big you say deal. it to me like you're going to say it to them. Say it like I'm going to say to you? Okay. Yeah. Or to them. <clears throat> Let me in your club. I'm a big deal. They don't call I would, me. I would white accept dog you right now and there. Ar, 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 ar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then just start snapping That's at everybody. Great. Yeah. I, I wonder if that uh, Led Zeppelin song. Uh, yellow dog, um, black dog, black dog. <laughs> I wonder if that has to do with whiskey. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Uh, it's probably like, hey, hey, mama, say the way you move. Yeah. So that was good. That's nice. all I got. Nice. Was Thanks, it Jimmy man. Page? My that Robert was, Plant yeah. was feeling Plant? it right on there. Yeah. Was Page? Yeah, yeah. Page is the guitarist. Page was the guitarist. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That was good. Do that. Hit me with that one more time. Uh, I gotta pick another part in the song. I'm gonna make hey, you, s- baby. Oh, baby. Yeah, man. I asked my dad one time. He was a big Led Zeppelin fan. I asked my dad, hey, Papa, what do they say at that point in the song? And, you know, and they're like, and he's like, oh, you don't know? And I'm like, no, no, what is it? What are they saying? He's like, I'm like, dang it. (laughs) I think. So, yeah. I come from the land of ice and snow. 
With hot bing 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 Hammer of the gods. Or I think that's what he says, yeah. Yeah, Black but Dog's anyway. probably yeah, still... for those listeners out there that like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. It's, Black Dog's probably just about like Lord of the Rings, something Tolkien, which I think is yeah, awesome. Yeah, they're big into that. Yeah, yeah. That, that whole album's about... Ramble on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's a, probably a good place to uh, stop the uh, the rest of the episode, and I'll I'll wish you uh, rather hope you something, Robbie. I hope uh, you will listen to some Led Zeppelin this week. And Cole, I hope you go where the bourbon takes you. Ooh, I hope you ramble on towards the bourbon. <laughs> but most of all, listeners, I hope our love of spirits lifted yours. <laughs> <laughs>